return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Uh, This is Albert. Albert's heading to uh, Beloit, right? Beloit, Wisconsin, to be a professor there in a college. And uh, he's been a blessing. You've been here like three years, haven't you? Three, yeah, three, yeah, yeah, amen. And Abigail is in, in Madison, and so they'll be a, a little, well, they'll be together, but he'll drive, commute to his college and so forth like that. But God has just blessed you, Albert. If you're watching us online, too, we just want to thank you for those that might be watching in Ghana and bless you in the name of Jesus. And we thank God for Albert and his ministry and his uh, time here at the church, church ministry, served also on the leadership team and so forth. So we thank God for his life, for his wife as well, and for what God has ahead for him uh, here in the United States and in Ghana. Praise the Lord. So uh, let's welcome Brother Albert Adu, all right, to speak here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow, I'm speechless. Yeah, it's always exciting to have the privilege to share the word of God here. Um, <clears throat> I always say that, and I've been telling Pastor Dave for quite some time now that this is not going to be my last sermon here. So those of you who are waiting to hear my last sermon, I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> I have other many sermons to preach in this church by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, so um, Holy Life Tabernacle has been much a blessing to me and my family. Um, I always say, when I was coming all the way from Ghana to this place, I thought I was coming on leave, like ministerial leave, like I'm, I'm going to rest for a while before I take on active ministry once again. No, no, that God had a better plan for me. Um, and it's been amazing serving under Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin and Angeline, and the rest of this church. Yeah. I remember the first time I came to this church. Well, um, my wife was like, honey, we have a church here, so when you come, I was like, oh no, I'm a Baptist, so um, I'm not going anywhere, so I'll search for a Baptist church. So she was like, but let's go at least one day, just try our church here. I was like, okay, all right, so I'll pass by. So I came to church, and I was at the back, I was like, I'm not going to laugh, I'm not going to smile to anybody. I'm just going to, my wife says that we'll be in church, I'm, I'm in church, when I'm done, I'm going to find a Baptist church to join. <laughs> so, I came and I saw wonderful worship going on, and I was really dis- disturbed in my spirit for a reason. There was a lead guitar here, but no one was playing it. I was like, wow, how come that there's no lead guitarist or anybody to play the acoustic guitar so um i decided to now talk to george to see if he could link me to the one who is responsible for music and all those things to um give me the opportunity to minister here so um george told mama Jeannie 
that there's one guy who has come, his name is called Albert, and he wants to play the guitar, and that was all. First week, I had nothing. Second week, I had nothing. I was like, why? Have they bounced me? Are they trying to say I'm not good enough? <laughs> so I think around the third week, I was there and I had a call. Sydney, I was there and I had a call from um, Pastor Dave, I'm imagine one of them, and it was like, I should come to church service. I should come for a special thing, like, come and let us check whether you have the yeah. skills, you know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll come. So I came and I was sitting here. My Virginia Pastor Dave came to sing a song. I was expecting to hear hill songs and those kind of things. To my greatest amazement, they were singing 1965, 1980 songs. Old songs. I was like, how am I going to play these old songs, you know? So when I was done playing, I felt like I'm not going to get the opportunity to play the guitar again. Then they were like, so Sunday, you're going to play. So come for rehearsal on Wednesday. I was like, wow. I have been accepted. I passed the test. That was how I started playing lead guitar here. And I, I thought like, okay, then I'm going to be just an instrumentalist. Not knowing that they had greater plans for me to give me opportunity to share the word of God. And it has been amazing. Mama Jenny is the first person to find out that I could sing and play guitar at the same time. And she gave me an opportunity at Fire Starters. And then they, they, they brought me here to now sing and play at the same time. Yeah. So I realized that when I came, though I had, yeah, I was already into ministry, but I can really say that I've learned a lot as well since I came here. I know that a lot of things have been added to me. And wherever I go, wherever I get to, if yeah. people are saying that this young man is so blessed and so full of so much, one <laughs> thing I will tell them is that Holy Life Tabernacle yeah. plays a role in it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, amen. So amen. thank you all very much. Amen. Thank you all very much. Um, I can never stop thanking Holy Life. I remember Pastor Randin inviting me over to Perkins the first time we started meeting. And we had a long chat, you know. I never knew I could. I never knew Pastor Randin could talk like that. We spoke for over two hours. We were still talking like this. Mamuti say I am tired, so I can leave. And he was just listening as I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And when I was done talking, about almost three hours, we were now done, and I was released to go home. And since that time, I developed a solid relationship with Pastor Randon. And this church, Grace, Helen, I don't know how to mention all the names, um, P- Peter, yeah. and everybody, you know, those who play my organ for me, who hasn't decided to come and play, waiting for me to tell her to come and play, you know, and everybody here, God bless you, Deb, Grace, all of you have been amazing. Yeah. If I start mentioning the names, Lord, in fact, I won't, I won't finish, okay? But I'll mention the names as the names come to mind. And I'll mention one. And I'll continue. I'll continue. So thank you all very much. It's been an amazing time. So, today, I didn't come to talk about myself. Neither did I come to talk about how I've been blessed by this church alone. But I came to share the message of the gospel of Christ to you. Hallelujah. And I pray that by the time we are done tonight, God will bless you like never before. I can't start by mentioning my wife's name, Dr. Abigail Bermadonko. I love her so much, and she's been an amazing wife. So, wherever she is, if she's listening to me via online, yes. I want to tell her that I love her so, so much. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Please cheer up, you know. I'm not going anywhere. It's like, people are kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm still around. Amen. Yeah. 
Can we close our eyes wherever we are? Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, just begin to speak the language of the Holy Ghost. Just bless the name of the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Radiska fila zada dava dava dava. Shada da 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 Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Oh yes, we give you praise. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, 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 beautiful. oh, 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 you're beautiful. Oh, 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 yes, Lord. oh, oh, I see your face, you're beautiful. Isn't he beautiful? You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful, so so beautiful, too much beautiful, all that you are, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, so much beautiful, wow, what a day, what a day. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. 
2 Timothy chapter 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 I'm continuing on the topic history always repeats itself but we never learn history always repeats itself but we never learn yeah. the last time I had the, the privilege to come and speak here I I spoke on the part 1 and today I'm continuing on the part 2 as I promised All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete halikatole vadavradosa thoroughly equipped yes thoroughly equipped for every good work every good work huh. all scriptures i want to bring to our understanding that from the book of genesis to revelation nothing has been inserted there by mistake right nothing is an error there god is an intentional god tell the one sitting beside you god is intentional our god is an intentional god Amen. so whatever he does he takes his time to do them he makes no mistake including you and i feel led by the spirit of god to tell somebody here that you are not a mistake Amen. any evil spirit that has been whispering into your ears that you are an error you are a mistake and you are good for nothing i rebuke that spirit in the mighty name of jesus god created you like himself you are the express image of god everything from genesis to revelation so he took his time and did everything and everything written in scripture is for us the bible says that they are by they are inspired by god and they are profitable for doctrine Amen. teachings reproof correction instruction you know yeah. many things have happened in the past most of us were not around to see those things happen in fact i was not there when jesus christ came and was crucified on the cross but then everything has been recorded so that though i wasn't there by the inspiration of the holy ghost in me i'm able to understand the logos i'm able to understand the word of god and i'm able to apply it into my life so that i can be a living epistle you see god did not let anyone forget the things that happened in the past not to write anything down but he he inspired everybody Amen. he inspired people yes. so that when you read the book of um, the, i think one peter also the bible says that you know the prophets as they were led as they were inspired they prophesied so no one prophesied no one spoke no one wrote by his own mind right it, it was like it wasn't like they they had eaten so much that they feel like let me go and just say something else right. but they were led Amen. and all these things have been written down for you and me Amen. the only way we can fully comprehend and walk in his word is when we are able to make time read learn and inquire yeah. that's what the bible says my son incline your ears 
It is an intentional thing. In as much as our God is intentional with the way he does his things, so do we have to also be intentional. If you're not intentional, you can never grow and mature. Maturity is found in intentionality. If you are tired of the level that you are, then because you are tired, you've come to the realization that you are tired. You know that you should know more, but you don't know more. Therefore, you decide to dig and search like the man who knew that there was gold in the land. The Bible says he went, sold everything he had to buy that land. Because he knew that that which is found in that land is far more profitable than even the money that he has at his disposal. Many things have happened. Many things are happening. Many things are yet to happen. But one thing I want to submit to you is that none of them takes God by surprise. And if you are a student of the word of God, you would realize that everything has been written in the scripture. That's why I love something that Pastor Dave says sometimes that the Bible is the newspaper for now and tomorrow. So the things here to happen tomorrow, it has already been recorded in the Bible. It's, we become surprised because we don't learn and we don't know. By lack of knowledge, you will perish. God is not responsible for your ignorance. Because he has given you everything that pertains to your maturity. In the book of um, Galatians chapter 4, it talks about, I love reading this part. Now I say that the heir, I said it last time, as long as he is a child, does not differ from the slave. You know, he does not differ from the slave. You can have everything at your disposal, but you do not differ from the slave until you have gotten to that point where the father or the master has set as the benchmark for your maturity. So you can have gold, silver, you can have diamond, but you can be poor. Because you don't even know the worth of what you are holding. Our God has called us into maturity. We grow from grace to grace. From grace to grace. We grow in every aspect and in every area of our life. And our master wants us to mature because our dominance our ability to possess lands, our ability to possess nations is locked up in our maturity. Yeah. If you're not matured enough, I can't hand over certain things to you. Yeah. And the last time you got to understand that it wasn't that the people of Israel were not blessed, but just because they lacked some key things yeah. that are fundamental to their growth, yeah. to their maturity, and to them possessing what, what they were supposed to possess. So today I want to talk about some four key things that the people of Israel did. And as a result, they could not fully actualize the plan and the purpose of God for their lives. And the first, I started, about, I started it the last time. And the first one was lack of succession plan. In Numbers chapter 27, the Bible talks about a time when Moses was approaching his demise, his transition. It was getting to the point where Moses was about to leave. And the Bible says, then Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the Spirit of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. This is a man. He had led the people of Israel over a period of time. And he knew that it was time for him to leave. But he knew that if he leaves and he doesn't get someone capable yeah. to take over, he has lost. You know, 
a successful leader is not the one who is successful in his time, but the one who is successful after he has left. If you are very successful in your time and you leave and when you leave the group dies, you are a failure as a leader. It doesn't matter the sources you've chalked. But after all is said and done, you leave the scene and someone comes in and the person is not able to do even much better than what you did. And as a result, the group dies. Ha! You are failed. So this man prayed for a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in, the congregation of the Lord may not be like a sheep which have no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun with you, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hands, lay your hands, lay your hands. Ah, Charlie, you know, something is happening. There is so much gap I'm seeing in the realm of the spirit. You know, at this time, where the church is supposed to be, the church hasn't reached there. Because there are some people, by the grace of God, they received laying on of hands. They were able to, some things were passed on over to them. But when they were leaving, they passed nothing yeah. to others. So they left a gap. It's like running. I was watching something from one of the puppets in Ghana. And he was demonstrating a baton. Where the, he, he gave a man a baton and the man was running with it. And he said that a young man should run after that man. So while the young man was running after that man, the man of God said, Now with the baton, go and sit down and let the guy continue to run. And what he said was that, you know, now it has become like this. The church have fathers who have the mantle but instead of them to give it to their sons instead of them to bring up people to hand over to them they are still holding on to the mantle and some are dying with it so we have young people who are gifted but they are still running they are still running and there is no one to mentor them there is no one to groom them there is no one to build them there is no one to build their capacity so they run and run and they make mistakes and they die in their mistakes because there are no fathers to build them up. Yeah. Let me tell you about Joshua. Yeah. Joshua spent about 40 years studying Moses, if you don't know. Yeah. Got to a point, Moses said, go and lead the people to fight. I will be in the presence of the Lord, interceding and praying. Moses was confident enough to hand over the people of Israel to Joshua to lead. Yeah. He built that guy. Yeah. He built him. So when Moses was leaving, there was someone to replace. So when you read the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, the Bible talks about um, an incident. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Who is your assistant? Whom are you grooming? Whom are you confident enough to say that if I leave, the person can take over? If as at now, you can't find none, then I'm sorry, you are failing. You are repeating that error that happened in the past. Because as nice as it may seem here, when you go, as nice as it may seem here, when you go to Judges chapter 2, verse 7 to 10, the Bible says that, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. Look at it. So now that means that when Moses was done and he handed over to Joshua, Joshua was very successful. Right. So Moses has done his part. 
And all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, died. Sorry, died when he was 110 years old. Can you? And they buried him with the, with the border, um, uh, within the border of the inheritance of Timoth Hez in the mountain of Ephraim, on the northern side of that mountain. When all the generations had passed or had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which has been done for Israel. So do you know what they did? The Bible says in the preceding verse, in, in, the, in the next verses, that they did, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. This is what happens. So in Joshua 1, we see a man called Joshua. But let's go back to Judges chapter 1. Judges chapter 1, something is interesting there. Now, when Joshua died, the Bible says that the people of Israel went before God. And inquired of him a man to take to what? To lead them. So when Joshua was dying, there was no man. There was no person. And this is still happening in the church. Do you know the reason why? It's as though the church is going down. Do you know why we have a lot of young men and women of God who are preaching what God has not said? Do you know why we have a lot of young people who are in error and making so much mistakes? Because they don't have fathers. They don't have anyone to hold them and mentor them. I remember when I was growing, I was looking for somebody who could call me and say that, Albert, I want to mentor you. But I couldn't find none. I went to some people and I said, please, father me, mentor me. They could not get time for me. Later in life that I found one father. And then others came into my life. And I realized that when I found, my life transformed and my life changed. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 10, verse, 15, verse 10 to 15. Moses, um, <laughs> Paul was speaking to Timothy. But you, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. Meaning that he has taken his time to train that young man. My, the manner of life. Purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecution, affliction, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, when what persecution I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desired to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. So he's now talking to Timothy. And he says, look at me. Remember how I built you up. Look at the things I have gone through. Then he went on further and said that, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So beloved, let me tell you, if you see evil today, it is not something new. It happened a long time ago. If you see people killing people, if you see church members stabbing others, if you see people betraying others, if you see someone picking a gun in New York and killing about 10 people, if you see people doing all kinds of things, these things have happened before. And he was telling his son that don't be perturbed. Yeah. In fact, it's even going to be worse. But you must continue in the things which you have learned. What he, so that means that he has learned something. So it is that which he has learned that he should continue in. My question to you is that what have you done in the life of any young man 
that you can have the confidence to tell that young man that, or that young woman that continue in the things you have learned from me. I want to tell us, and I say it without apologizing, that we are failing as fathers, we are failing as mothers, and we are failing as leaders. But it is not too late. We can go back and correct the wrongs. We can go back and do the right thing. We can go back and find someone, find somebody. Instead of you criticizing and speaking ill of that person, demonstrate the love of God to that person. Get close to that person and build the person's capacity. Because you will not stay on this earth forever. One day you will surely die. I, Albert, standing here, I am ready for death one day. Age is not the measure of what you fulfilled in life. But whatever I, what I always ask myself is that when it is time and I'm leaving, can I be confident enough to tell my God that, God, when I was on earth, I was able, by your grace, to build other strong men, giant slayers, to slay the giant. Do you know that David wasn't the only giant slayer? There were other giant slayers after him. They left and there was a gap. And the people of Israel fell in error. The second one is that they lacked obedience. They lacked obedience. And you know, the Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 that obedience is what? Better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God spoke to Saul and God told Saul that in the book of um, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 3, they that, now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them. See, the message was very clear. Kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. God was what? Clear on this. In the verse 8 to 9. So he took Agar, king of the Amalekites, alive. Kill him, you are, you've taken him alive. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Look, but Saul and the people spread Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good. And were unwilling to utterly destroy them. Common sense is killing the church. And I said it the last time. Common sense is killing the church. <laughs> we think we know, we know knowledge and we know book more than God. The one who, who is the author of books that we read. God says that do this. And you're saying that I will, I will use that as a sacrifice for you. So instead of, instead of them to destroy, they decided to bring it to sacrifice to God. Doesn't he know that it could be used for sacrifice? He has still told you to destroy them. Disobedience is killing the church. Disobedience is killing the church. When God speaks, we apply so much common sense to the point that we miss out on the word of God. His yoke is light. But we want to carry heavy yokes on our neck. 
Because we don't understand why it could be so easy. Just do this. It is simple. You're like, no. Because man has been conditioned to do complicated things. That is why it is difficult for people who are in Islam and other places to accept Jesus. Because how can you just say that salvation is free? How can you just say that someone just came to die and I am free? No, I must do something. I must do hard work. So man in his mind or in her mind always think that hard work pays. They need to do something. God says kill. They're like, I'll use for sacrifice. And because of that, this man lost his throne and was tormented by demons and he died. Through scripture, any person who was disobedient to God suffered the consequences of disobedience. Don't be disobedient. Maybe you might say you are in the dispensation of grace. If you truly love God, you will keep his commandments. Yeah, that's right. Just listen to him and do it. Yes. His word is simple. Amen. So simple. If you just go by it, all will be well with you. Amen. In, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 3 to 7, it talks about the Israelites when they now went and they found the ark. They were like, ah, we are so excited. Now, because we are technologically minded and we now have the latest way of carrying things, instead of them to follow the pattern and the template that our father had left there for them to use, they decided to now make things um, technological. So, they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab. And you know, that's not what God said should be done. God said that there, there are rings, there are places on, beside, the, beside the ark. So you fix a stick within the ring and then you carry them on your shoulders. Then you walk with them. But because whether they didn't know or they thought they, they knew more than God or they thought they were being technological, they decided to put it on a cart. Easy way and go with it. And because of that, a man died. And the Bible, the scripture did not hide the man's name. The scripture made the name clear to us. So that I and you can learn from it. That obedience will take us far. But disobedience will take us nowhere. Third one. is disobedience to leaders. Disobedience to leaders. Judges chapter 2 verse 17. Yet, they would not listen to their judges. But they played the harlot with other gods and bowed down to them. They turned quickly from the ways in which their fathers walked in obeying the command of the Lord. They did not do so. Hey, we have a rebellion in a very rebellious church now. When the pastor is speaking the mind of God, if their leaders are speaking to them, they easily snub them and take their own ways and take their own path. And because of that, we always make errors. Let me tell you, the one who is leading you, the mistakes you are about to make, the person has made it before. So when the person says that, don't take this path, don't take this way, God is saying that, do this. So insofar as the person is filled with the Spirit of God, be rest assured that it will end well with you. But if you become disobedient, so disobedient to the leaders God has set over you, you should be rest assured that no matter how far you go, one day, the law of process will tell you that obedience is a desideratum of your growth as a child of God. 
Hallelujah. I'm done with the last, with the last points. Adultery. Maybe today you might not go and erect a God in your house and start serving the gods. But some of us, we have become slaves or we, our God is social media. Some of us, our God is money. Some of us, our God is our work. Yep. Beloved, you can never substitute anything to God. That's right. Nothing. Yeah. Because when you make that mistake, one day, you say that, why did I... You know, Solomon had everything. Yeah. But at the end, one thing that Solomon said was that, I have tasted everything. Yeah. I've done everything a human being is supposed to. Yeah. And I've come to one conclusion. Yeah. That everything... Is vanity. Yeah. Vanity upon vanity. That's right. Why would you waste your energy on things that perish and neglect things that are eternal? Yeah. That's right. These are some things, you know, we become so materialistic that we think that life is all about the things we see all around us, yeah. forgetting that God has an eternal plan for us. Amen. Beloved, read the word of God. Yes. Trust in his word. Amen. Fellowship with the brethren. Build yourself, mature, and increase your capacity. Yes. Then you'll be usable by the master yes. for a great cause. Can we be outstanding? Yes. Can we be outstanding? Yes. Can you stand on your feet? Yes. Just speak to God right now. Look at yourself. If there have been any point in time when, where you felt like you are so wise than God, where you've gone in your own way, the Bible says that, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct you, your path. Can you pray unto Jesus? Can you just submit your will? Submit your all unto Him. Ah, Submit your everything. When you look at Joshua, when you look at Elisha, all of them were ready to learn from Elijah and Moses. Can you pray to God? Can you say that, Father, arrest my will. Align me with your will, O God. So that my desire will be in you and in you alone. Can you pray unto Jesus? Can you pray unto Jesus? Can you pray unto Jesus? Can you say that God make me a lover of your word? Make me a lover of your word. All the days of my life, may my desire be in you and in your word. May I not glory or boast in anything I have, but may I glory and boast in you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Father, we give you honor in the precious mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that Lord... All these have been written down. And we are still continuing scripture. Father, we pray. That Lord, may we not make mistakes that our forefathers made. That as a result, did not cause them to grow and mature. But Father, may our hearts and our desire be in you and in you alone. May our cravings be in your word. May we dig and search for you like someone searching for something precious. Father, Lord... May we not glory in our ability, but may we glory in you all the days of our lives. 
Father, I pray for the spirit and the grace of obedience over your people. The grace of obedience over the church. The grace of obedience over the, over the clergy. The grace of obedience over the, the, the church around the world. Father, I pray that if by any ways and by any means we've allowed pride to set in our hearts, neglecting the weightier matters. Father, I pray that may you bring the mind and the church, the mind of the church to you once more and refocus us once again, oh God. So Lord, we can continually win the battle you've already won for us. We thank you. Yes, Lord. I pray for holy tabernacle, holy life tabernacle. Father, I pray that your grace will continue to rest on this church. I pray for the grace of multiplicity. Father, I pray that may the youth scattered all around the world, wherever they are hidden, Father, may they find this church. Father, may this church continue to be the lighthouse. That will draw men unto you. Father, we bless your name. In your name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Let all saints say amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.